Blog Talk Radio. We live! We're live! Live from Chicago and Las Vegas. You're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's page one. It's page one. With LaVar and Mary. With LaVar and Mary. What's going on, Blog Talk Radio Nation? It's Friday night, and you are tuned into Page One with LaVar and Mary. So glad that you could join us on this Friday night, April 7th, first show of the month of April. Uh, first April show Fools. of... Oh, no, wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> April Fool's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, April Fool's. Um, but uh, first show of the month of April, first show of the second quarter of the year. Uh, this is Good Friday uh, for those of you uh, in the faith uh, who uh, follow Good Friday. Of course, this is Easter weekend, and uh, also it is Super Mario Brothers weekend. I think <laughs> I got it all. Co- I think I got it all covered, didn't I? Uh, if you didn't, you got the important stuff. Yes, I got the important stuff. So for all of you who pray to the Church of St. Mario and Luigi's, uh, welcome. There is a Church of Nintendo, so. (laughs) Oh, it's the Church of Nintendo. I'm sorry. Yeah, the Church of Nintendo, it's it's in Florida. Its main base is in Florida. And may, (laughs) and as they say sometimes, uh, may Donkey Kong not step on your barrel. So, yes, I think Whatever. I have it all. <laughs> how are you? It's it's good to get to have you back here again this week. But how are you? <laughs> good. I'm much better than I was last week. Meds right. will help. Medication always helps. Yeah, yes, it does. Or alcohol. Duh. <laughs> alcohol is a, a very close second, yes. Maybe that's alcohol first makes you medication second. Yeah, alcohol makes you forget it. Medication helps you heal. So, and before I forget, please do not do both at the same time. <laughs> Unless your doctor tells you to. I'm pretty sure that somewhere back in the 50s, four out of five doctors did say that, but I think that's changed now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I find that hard to believe that businesses back then got away with that, where four out of five doctors recommended this cigarette. Seriously? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe, possibly, I don't know, probably not. I think they um, back, they had to know back then it wasn't good for you. I'll go with yes, they probably did know how far that went. I don't know that they knew that it was that, like, Deep. But who knows? Um, but yeah, well, I mean, doc, maybe you were this way. I know I was this way, and I will say as recently as my child. Um, but we did like hot toddies and and whiskey. Uh, we did blackberry brandy on the gums. 
to just help with the pain when she was seething. So uh, sometimes alcohol gonna, is better than medication. Yeah. I was going to say, though, now, did you really taste the blackberry when that happened, or was it just all alcohol? Uh, well, I didn't use it. On, I don't know what they used on me. They probably used vodka. Who knows? I'm probably a tequila kid. I used blackberry brandy because we used um, uh, Jameson the first time, and she threw up. So then we rubbed, the, I guess, the blackberry brandy, just a little less alcohol, and she was all like, she was on it. It was apparently it's sweeter, and I, I, don't follow in my footsteps, people. I run into walls. Um <laughs> But, yeah, it worked for She turned out somewhat normal. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no, she, she's very normal, so I will give you credit for that. Um, so, no, BlackBerry, so BlackBerry um, is what you use. Um, BlackBerry brandy, yeah. But not Jameson. <laughs> but not Jameson. Apparently Jameson's bad. Jameson bad, blackberry brandy good. <laughs> Did you consider Guinness at any time? <laughs> no, but then again, we're not Irish, so why would we? Uh, hey, well, if you're gonna go with Jameson, I mean, hey, I mean, <laughs> I know. Just saying. Um, Should have used I would think that Guinness has got to be good for something. I mean, it's just not <laughs> there. Unclogging, uh, like or. Uh, lubricating um, engines, maybe? I don't know. No, that's Coke. Uh, <laughs> which, that's still scary to think that you could clean up a lot of messes with Coca-Cola. Um, but it's not going to stop me from drinking it. Still the best Coca-Cola out there? The Coca-Cola at McDonald's. You can't tell me any different. It is the best type of Coca-Cola out there. So. Okay. I will I will defer to your expertise. Yes. Um I will I think a lot of people will say that. I don't know what they do to it. it. It's kind of almost like certain places have their own certain things. Like there's a lot of people who will swear to you that the ice at Sonic is the best ice ever. Wink. Mm-hmm. Um there are those that will tell you that McDonald's has the best Coke. I will, and I think that you will agree with me, will tell you that Wingstop has the best ranch. Yeah. Um, that is correct. So, McDonald's does do something different to their Coke than most people. There's actually a, a TikToker or a uh, Instagram Live or YouTube with shorts or something like that. There's a guy that I've run across a few times that is actually given the formula that McDonald's uses for their Sprite and their Coke. And it is different than just syrup and the carbonated uh, soda water. Hmm. Okay. So there you go. As soon as I find it, I will shove it off to Mr. LeVar and he can share it as needed. (laughs) While you're looking, while, while you're looking for that, also look up too. I've heard something about how, they also do their Diet Coke and how they actually put a little bit of Sprite in it. Uh, I think it's the Diet Coke, but don't get me wrong. And we started off okay. with food. 
Um, <laughs> of course we start off with food. Yes. But that's not all that we're going to be talking about tonight, folks. Tonight uh, we will have the Almanac here coming up in a few minutes. Also, we're going to talk a little bit tonight in our uh, first topic of an incident that happened with a YouTuber in Virginia. And I don't know in this era now of people who do things online for entertainment purposes, not uh, OnlyFans type of thing, but the prototypical YouTubers uh, that do, yeah, they're prank uh, YouTubers. Uh, This kind of went a dangerous step. Uh, We'll talk a little bit tonight about whether something like that is probably uh, better off not being done because this YouTuber barely escaped with their life. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. I will tell you, on the schedule, and I have it in front of me, and I also had room for for commentary tonight. I don't even feel on this Friday I probably should (laughs) because there's so much that's happened this week. And I know that a lot of you look to us times for our opinions on what's going on in the world. Or you probably say, why don't they talk about blank? Or why don't they talk about this? We try to make this kind of like a respite away from those stories, though at times when it calls for it, we'll discuss it briefly. We're not going to spend like a half hour on it. We're not going to spend an hour on it or two weeks on it and hammer it to death. Um, I will tell you in 30 seconds that, yes, um, (laughs) <laughs> What's happened to Angel Reese this week has been quite an interesting thing, uh, at times eye-opening, at times disturbing. The same could be said for what has occurred in Tennessee, uh, eye-opening and disturbing all at once. Uh, unfortunately, the backlash of what happens with those things still is a part of our world, um, and I juggled with it a lot to do a commentary on one of those tonight. I won't. Um, so I'm actually going to leave that space open. <laughs> uh, we'll have our retro moment of the week. We'll talk about what's trending on Twitter. We've got a couple other uh, great stories for you. I know that my friend here is uh, a, what I call a, uh, uh, what's the proper word of doing this? Uh, language and the words that you use. Um, she's probably a, a lot more careful with it than I am. Uh, I usually blame my Chicago upbringing. Uh, <laughs> all in good taste. I don't know about careful. Uh, I'll, I'll use different colorful language. And there's words that she does not like. Um, mm-hmm. it, if you've listened to this show long enough, uh, cover your ears, please. Uh, I, I just not... mute myself because you know I'm going to scream. <laughs> she does not <laughs> like the word irregardless. <laughs> ah, it's so bad. So it's like nails on a chalkboard. But um, and I was going to say irregardless. We'll talk, <laughs> but I won't do that. Um. But we'll talk about some new words that got added to the dictionary that you might be already using. Um, And then we will have tonight uh, After Dark. I know I kind of promised it last week. 
it's not just one topic, but it's quite a few topics. So if you couldn't think of a better reason to put your kids to bed uh, at some point this evening, uh, you can put them to bed right before we do our After Dark segment. So all that's coming up tonight. Uh, glad that you're with us on this Friday night. Um, yeah, but that's the show. going to use that word again. Good. Okay, good. I was I was waiting. <laughs> you can come out of hiding now. <laughs> but uh, as we kind of stated, today is Friday, April 7th. It is National Beer Day. So, um, what's your favorite beer? Or are you a beer drinker? I'm not a beer drinker. But uh, uh, just flat out, let's let's start there. I don't. I I will drink a beer if that's what's available. I tend not to if there are other choices available. Um, when I'm in the UK, it's all cider. Uh, they have a couple of different brands of cider over there. They're just amazing. They're so good. And different flavors of cider. Oh, so good. Um, so I would rather drink cider um, or it's mixed drinks, hard liquor. I'm, I'm not usually a beer person. If the only thing that's available is beer and I need to drink something so that I don't get dehydrated, then I'll drink it. Gotcha. Um, I will tell you, I normally... I'm one of those bad people at a bar because I don't know what to order. I'm not a professional. I don't know what mixes with what. Uh, if I do go, it's probably a couple of drinks and I'm good. If it is a beer, uh, for the last probably 10, 15 years, I have stuck with only one beer. Uh, it was Miller Lite because it's really much the only one that I could probably, like, stand. Um I will not mention the other beers that pretty much you could probably <laughs> you could probably pour down a drain and not feel bad about. Um, but no, I'm not like a beer connoisseur, and I know some people that are. So if you're celebrating National Beer Day on this Good Friday, have at it. Uh, it is actually also today National Coffee Cake Day. I'm not sure if beer and coffee cake go together. I don't know, but coffee cake is good Yes it is Uh, A really good coffee cake is pretty good Uh, It is also National No Housework Day And I forgot that, I know you told us last week And I was like, I'm not going to do housework on Friday then Cool, I didn't Does shopping count as housework? No Then I didn't do housework today Good for you Glad that you celebrate. <laughs> uh, it is also National Girl Me Too Day. Uh, it recognizes the strength and endurance of women of all ages and is an opportunity to show support for each other. Um, so that is also today. Tomorrow is National All is Ours Day. It is National Zoo Lovers Day. When is the last time you've been to the zoo? Uh, before COVID, hmm. okay. pre-COVID, but it was the San Diego Zoo, so it wasn't amazing. Not gonna oh. lie. Did you do the trip Although like Three's like Company? <laughs> you didn't like sit on like the banister and almost fall over like Jack Tripper. They did that San Diego no. Zoo, right? Okay. <laughs> Maybe yes, 
<laughs> no. No, I think you'd remember. <laughs> um, it is no, also. No, maybe yes for Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. I'm done. I'm done. Keep going. Moving on. No, no, no. No. While while I am recovering my voice here, I'll let you pick that one up, and I'll let you get your train of thought back up. (laughs) No, Jack, when he fell over the railing, I don't know. Maybe, yes, that could have been San Diego too, but no, I did not sit on a banister and fall over. Well, he didn't fall over. He almost did. He caught himself. I wouldn't have fallen over or caught myself because if I sat on those banisters, I'd be the idiot that would fall into the like the enclosure that's between that has that big gap between like the apex predator and a seven foot wall that I can't jump up to to get somebody to help me out. (laughs) I would be that person. Right. Yeah, uh, I I would actually say the last time I went to a zoo, I think it was about, uh, let's say, almost nine, ten years ago, uh, went with someone to uh, Lincoln Park Zoo here in Chicago, um, because we have two zoos. Is Disneyland considered a zoo? I mean, those people are weird. Uh, Yeah. Walmart could even be considered a good <laughs> <friend> too. <laughs> Just saying. The last um. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, it is also tomorrow National Empanada Day. Mm. So uh, Sunday, it is also National Unicorn Day. Uh, It's also National Former Prisoner of War Recognition Day. It is National Winston Churchill Day. Um, National Name Name Yourself Day. Though I can think of some names for other people by myself. It is National Cherish and Antique Day. And Sunday is National Chinese Almond Cookie Day. Mm, that's some good stuff right there. Yes. Uh, and then as we headed good to Monday, mm-hmm. the almond cookie, yeah, you know, I've had them a couple of times. Very good. Um, not too shabby. Actually, am I, am I a weirdo? Because at times, too, I used to always like the Chinese fortune cookie. And I couldn't wait to get those so that I could eat them. I know a lot of people just open them up just for the, you know. <laughs> fortunes for that the they don't fortune. actually have fortunes on anymore. Uh, right. They open them up for the fortune. But I actually liked eating the fortune cookie itself. I was like, I really didn't care much about the fortune. I was like, I'd read it. and be like, oh, as long as I had the cookie. <laughs> so, I don't know. I know. I'm a weirdo. Um, okay. <laughs> No, LeVar, no, you're not. Uh, <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> you're right. Sorry. <laughs> Monday, April 10th, it is National Farm Animals Day. It's National Cinnamon Crescent Day. It's also National Encourage a Young Writer Day. And it is National Siblings Day on Monday. Not sure if you want to call your sibling and wish them one. 
uh, they'll probably ask you what you got them for a gift. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so at that point, just hope that they didn't remember it and keep rolling. Uh, Tuesday is National Living Donor Day. It's also National Submarine Day, National Cheese Fondue Day, National Pet Day, National Barbershop Quartet Day, and it is National 8-Track Tape Day on April. <laughs> so you need a barbershop quartet on 8-Track Tape? Uh, yeah, uh, while eating cheese fondue. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm not even mad about that. I will be more than happy to partake. <laughs> and then Wednesday, April 12th, it is National Only Child Day. It is National for Twelves Day. It's National Colorado Day. National Licorice Day. Though everybody yep. always hates on the black licorice. Um, I don't like licorice. <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing. I don't like red vines, but I like Twizzlers. Are those really considered licorice? Who knows? Okay, well, if those are considered licorice, then I can't say that I don't like licorice. But if they aren't considered licorice, then I don't like licorice. Oh, I think our real-time um, our real-time experts out there who can confirm that can let us know <laughs> if that is the case. Uh, but I right. do believe, and I thought that Twizzlers were considered licorice. Um, somebody told me how much they loved Red Vines once, and I had bought a pack of them to share, and as soon as I tasted it, it was the aftertaste that I just did not like about it. Don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, National Big Wind Day. It is also <laughs> national... <laughs> not the kind that you're thinking of. <laughs> and uh, it is also National Grilled Cheese Sandwich Day on the 12th. Love finds with a good American slice of cheese or cheddar. Uh, I'm going to probably mispronounce one of the things here for April 13th. Don't at me. Uh, it is National Boring Quineers Day or Boric Quineers Day. I, I will leave that for you to, if you know what I'm talking about, then you know. Uh, it is also National Make Cobbler Day, uh, National Thomas Jefferson Day, and April 13th is National Scrabble Day. Scrabble Day. Real-time yes. real people out there have decided that Twizzlers are more sweet than they are licorice. Okay. There you go. I'll take that. Um, and then I'll give you all that next Friday because there's a lot of things here. So even though we'll discuss them uh, next show, but next Friday it is International Labor Bread Day. It is National Gardening Day, National Dolphin Day, Guy Day, National Day of Silence. It is National Pecan Day. It is National Pan-American Day, National Reach As High As You Can Day, and 
believe it or not, it is National Ex-Spouse Day next Friday. <laughs> I am going to give you a look that only people could see if they knew my face. <laughs> Ex-Spouse Day? There are people that, well, okay, let's back that up. Let's back this up. I know that there are people out there that celebrate their ex-spouses because they actually get along with their ex-spouses and they co-parent and they do everything and that's great. A lot of people don't. And we're going to celebrate that? Are you celebrating them or are you celebrating the fact that they're exes? You know what? In this event, I think you'll, you can celebrate the fact they are an ex. <laughs> uh, but it says here, that National Ex-Spouse Day, it encourages those who have dissolved a marriage to forgive their former spouse and move beyond any anger or bitterness that may remain, and even those that do aren't free from angst or regrets. Um, it says that you should come to terms with your divorce, forgive your ex so that you can move on. It's as much for them as it is for you. Find something positive about your ex-spouse that will help ease any lasting bitterness. And you can visit with other divorcees to discuss how they coped with their divorces. <laughs> yeah. Celebrate the good thing, the positive thing about their your ex. Yeah. They are my ex. That's the positive. Right, right. I think that's what we'll we'll now change that to. Um, here's. <laughs> I don't know if we will be with you here next Friday night, um, but. There's a few things coming up between the 14th through the 21st, and I definitely will not be with you on the 21st. Um, But coming up uh, throughout this month, National Laundry Day is coming up on April 15th, along with National Take a Wild Guest Day. The 16th brings you National Wear Your Pajamas to Work Day. That's on a Sunday. I don't know if you work on a Sunday, but... Hey, by all means, go right ahead. <laughs> um, I don't, and I will more than happy wear my pajamas all day. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the 17th is National Haiku Poetry Day, as well as International Bat Appreciation Day. Uh, National Animal Crackers Day is coming up on April 18th. Uh, National Banana Day is the 19th. I'm going to skip past that one really quickly. Uh, National Garlic Day. <laughs> Is also the 19th. I was trying not to giggle, and you totally brought it up. Well, here's the thing why I'm skipping past that, because I didn't want to mention what else was also on that day. I kid you not. <laughs> April 19th is National Banana Day, and it's also National Hanging Out Day. <laughs> <laughs> so you can hang out with your banana. Actually, April 19th, uh, Project Laundry List. Uh, works with hundreds of organizations to sponsor National Hanging Out Day. It encourages communities to learn about the benefits both financially and environmentally of using a clothesline for drying laundry. Ah, UK uses clotheslines a lot, and I, I laugh because they have a, a weird weather system that would not be very conducive for lines drying clothes, but they do. They have indoor lines as well. People like have it like inside. I hang yeah. dry some of my clothes. Yeah. But not outside. No, gosh, no. Not, well, maybe now, but not during the summer. 
Uh, I am not going to tell you kids what Thursday, April 20th is, because for a lot of you, you celebrate it every day. So, <laughs> and I'll let you put two and two together on that one. <laughs> yeah, I'll just roll my eyes. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's also National Record Store Day on that date, National Cheddar Fries Day, National Pineapple Upside Down Cake Day. It's Lima Bean Respect Day. It's National Lookalike Day and National High Five Day. Um, I think we've discussed in the past who you said that people thought you look like. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, a lot of... <laughs> I'm sitting out and like, you can say whoever you want to say. I know no, that I got a nickname in college. I got a nickname in college, and that's who people thought I looked like. <laughs> so and I'm I'm okay with it. Well, now that he's an Oscar winner, you should be okay with it. <laughs> exactly. I'm completely okay with it. <laughs> so, yes. We're not even going to go into all of that that was. If you could catch our drift and what it was, um, did you already know? But you got to listen to the show because – I think we've discussed it quite a few times. So yeah. a few times, yeah, I'm sure of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that and my weird for laundry day, my weird um, skill of being able to fold a fitted sheet and have it look nice, not just crumpled in a drawer somewhere. <laughs> Wonderful. All right, <laughs> so here we go. We've already a uh, half hour into our show, so. Coming up on the other side, we'll go through topic one. Uh, we'll discuss a couple of things here on the show tonight. Also ahead, uh, Twitter. Um, and then we will also have our After Dark segment later on in the broadcast. But first, uh, first of two breaks tonight, two retro moment breaks tonight. So uh, first one, uh, just in time for the holiday season, and then one in which – if you are younger, uh, a lot of us older folks remember this. You've been told about it. You didn't believe it, but we have commercial proof. We'll play that for you here in mere seconds. Uh, thanks for joining us on this Friday night. This is Paige Well with Laura Berry. Retro moment of the week is now. Easter egg color kit comes with everything seen here. There are some things parents will never hear. Mom, would it be okay if I went to bed early tonight? Things that would be too good to be true. Would anyone mind if I vacuum the stairs? Luckily, some things are good and true. Like the McDonald's family-sized pepperoni pizza. Smothered in cheese and pepperoni for only $5.99 or two for $10. Friends, tonight is kind of special. The beer will pour. 
Must say something more somehow So tonight, tonight Let it be low and proud Let it be low and proud It's been so long Hey, I'm glad to see you Raise your glass Gives you health and happiness So tonight, tonight Let it be all the best When you're with good friends having good times Don't just have a beer, have a low and brown Because good friends and good times deserve the taste of a great beer And there's really only one, low and brown Tonight, let it be low and brown Listening to Page One, Page One with Lavar and Mary, your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's Lavar and Mary. And welcome back to Page One with LeVar and Mary on this Friday night, April 7th, 2023. Um, yes, kids, the McDonald's pizza did exist. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew it before. Yeah, I think you've, you've told us about that. Uh, so it was, was it just pepperoni or were there other things that you could put on it? No, we had, well, let, let's back up. You know how McDonald's is. Sometimes it's a tavern. Um, <laughs> you never know. Uh, the, the McDonald's that I worked in where I made the pizzas, uh, we had cheese, pepperoni, sausage, supreme. And then if you got permission to be a little fancy that night, you could go with, Sausage and pepperoni. Mm. But that all depended on what you ended up ordering. So if your manager ordered too much of one topping or another, you could do both. Mm. But, yeah, we usually had those, at least those four, sausage, pepperoni, cheese, and then spree. Gotcha. But that was not tavern style. That was, uh, and it was a deep dish. <laughs> nope. <laughs> was it Detroit style? And it wasn't. Uh, it, it was wasn't plain old. Which could have been in your frozen food section pizza. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> there you go. There's one thing you know. If Taco Bell could bring back the Mexican pizza, I think McDonald's should be able to bring back their pizzas. So. I agree because you know they should have to have pepperoni. You know, for a while. I had people actually tell me that those Subway pizzas weren't too bad. I don't know if they stopped making them. A lot of Subways used to. So. I mean, I'm sure there's a hat that you could do to still have the pizza. I mean, instead of, you know, bread, you do flatbread, don't fold it over and toast it. At that point, it's pretty much either a Bobolee pizza or it is a Lunchables pizza. So. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think that's what they were shooting for. <laughs> I wanted to, uh, before we get into topic one tonight here, um, pretty much talk about, 
Well, we got a few things ahead here in the program tonight. Uh, and like I said, coming up in a few, uh, we'll be uh, looking at what's trending on Twitter. Um, got a couple of fun things for you tonight. Um, but first story that we want to talk about, uh, this was involving a YouTuber by the name of uh, Tanner Cook. And he uploads videos for his channel, Classified Goons. He was shot uh, this past week while filming a prank video. The incident occurred at the Dulles Town Center Mall in Sterling, Virginia, as Cook, who is 21, frequently posts content in which he and his friends play pranks on people. He tried pulling one on Alan Colley, but was met with gunfire. The Loudoun County Sheriff's Department sent a press release that Cook, who was shot in the abdomen, was transported to a local hospital. The agency declined to provide additional information about the incident, citing an active investigation. Uh, Collie was charged with aggravated malicious wounding, use of a firearm to commit a felony, and discharging a firearm in a building. Videos of his arrest circulated on social media following the incident. Um, Cook told the local CBS affiliate WUSA after undergoing surgery that he was playing a prank in a simple practical joke, and this guy didn't take it very well. He said he did not immediately uh, uh, respond to a request for uh, more comments, but bond hearing was scheduled for uh, this past week. Uh, Cook told the affiliate that the experience would not prevent him from making more prank videos in the future. Uh, It's not the first time that a prank video has resulted in violence. In 2021, NBC News reported that Timothy Wilkes was shot and killed after trying to play a prank on a group of people by approaching them with butcher knives. Uh, David Starrs Jr., who shot Wilkes, uh, said that he was unaware that his group was being pranked, and in the open fire in self-defense, Starrs was not charged. And you see a lot more of these YouTube videos and of these pranks. A lot of them, of course, are set up already with people who know about the prank. It's got to be. But for these unsuspecting pranks, and especially in this YouTube world where everyone is trying to get likes and hits, um, should they go into another line of business? Because you're taking a huge risk here of unsuspecting people. You don't know what they have on them, and you don't know the mood that they are in that um I know you watch a lot of YouTube. Uh, this is why I, I kind of bought this story up tonight. Because, you know, when you've seen one, you've seen hundreds of them. And, you know, they talk about the unsuspecting person in those videos. And I know a lot of times, I know there's a lot of people out there tonight like me who are saying, well, if you came up on them, you know, that's a huge chance you're taking. But you can't really, and we're not... Um, you know, uh, saying that we agree with what happened here. It's a horrible thing to have happen. But a lot of people are probably thinking to themselves, well, if that was me, that probably would have happened as well. Um, Your thoughts as a person who watches these videos and this happening um, in this fashion and in this way? A couple of things on this. When you're in you. I'm going to sound like the old lady again, the cranky old lady. Um, I'm disappointed that he hasn't learned a lesson. 
He has shot in the abdomen. He's in the hospital, but he's still going to do it again. Hmm. Is basically what he said. Yeah. I didn't learn my lesson. I'm still going to do this. And the reason he's going to do this is because he gets paid. Um, YouTube algorithm pushes a certain way, and then if you want to get paid for it, the ad revenue or just the fact that you get a lot of views, you almost have to sit, you know, put yourself out there. Now that he's got shot in the abdomen, people are going to recognize the name. They're going to go onto the YouTube channel. They're going to look at what he does, and he's going to continue to put out that content until some until everybody stops watching it. Problem: people aren't going to watch stop watching it because mm-hmm. sometimes, and I'm not saying that all prank YouTubers are doing pranks that would get you hurt. Sometimes it's funny. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I've I've laughed at a few of those. I'm like, oh, that's that's dumb, but hey, that's kind of funny. Um, one side of it. The other side of it is, if I were on the receiving end of a prank video and not knowing, so I'm unsuspecting, and something comes up to me. Somebody comes up to me, knives, wielding a gun, doing whatever. If I get scared, everybody has a. They have what? So there's three fight, flight, or freeze. I'm usually the one that swings first. I come around a corner and I, you know, somebody jump scares me. My arm goes up. It's like my elbow comes right up automatically. Like I'm going to protect my face and throw an elbow because that's the hardest thing on my body. I can't punch. I I know I can't punch. But that's what I do. I just automatically do that. Now, most of the time, I'm far enough away from the person that when that startle happens, I can stop myself from injuring someone. But I'm not going to say that I'm not going to be that person that's going to grab the gun or if I have a firearm, have the gun out and in self-defense, shoot a person. Now you're putting that on that onus on someone else. As a YouTube, you know, pranker, now you're making somebody shoot a person. Mm-hmm. And that's not a fun thing to have on your on your soul, on your conscience. That's right. not a, that's not what most most responsible gun owners don't want to shoot a person. They're not out there to shoot a person. They're there to just defend themselves, their property, the people they love. Most I'm not saying all most responsible gun owners are that way, and they would never shoot a person with a forethought of I just want to shoot a person. It's usually, oh, my God, I shot a person. All right. And now you, as a YouTuber, to make money off of you is going to make somebody else live with the guilt of, oh, my God, I shot a person. That's not cool. Mm-hmm. And that's where I've turned into the old lady. I watch, I, I absorb a lot of YouTube videos. My kiddo and I watch a lot of YouTube videos. Like, YouTube is our main source of news. <laughs> <laughs> because most of the news outlets actually put that out there. It, it, YouTube is a very big part of my watch, what I watch when I'm on online, on TV, that kind of thing. And right. the, that's one thing that I've cut out of my when that comes up on my feed. I, I do my best to not watch those. Not going to say that I have been the best, but I do because those need to stop. I think those need to or they need to change. So. Run up to a person with a flower. Say, hi, right. I love you. 
We need more positivity. Do that instead. Yeah, because, you know, unfortunately, he was very lucky not to not be here at this moment. (laughs) Um, Right. And the way that the world has changed now and people are jumpy and people, you know, already have to deal with crime rates um, and other things that are going on. I'll tell you right off the bat, that probably wouldn't have flown in this city. Um, But the it, it's kind of you know I think about it more and more on a weekly basis about social media what we do and, and, and it's a wonderful tool I'm not knocking it because I'm on it <laughs> um, it's a wonderful tool if used uh, I guess simply and we can entertain uh, without grabbing unsuspecting people <laughs> uh while some people may be, you know, uh, welcome to that type of thing, uh, there are people who are not. And that is a huge chance that you're taking. You know, and in cases like this, where the one uh, YouTuber was shot and killed, like the guy said, I was trying to fit myself. How did he know? That's why no charges occurred. Um we don't know if charges will occur off of this one or what happened or what the breakdown was. But, you know, once again, unsuspecting person who now has to go through legal issues because of one other person's attempt to make money um, and try to get entertainment and laughs off of someone else's, you know, uh, reaction to fear. I don't know if this will be the last time you hear about this, but I hope that a lot of YouTubers take note and take heed of when you do something like that, you're taking a huge risk, you know, on your life by doing something like that. That's just the, that's just the society that we're in now. That's the way it is. Um, so it's, it's, an interesting thing, I want to bring that up because I know that you watch a lot of these YouTube videos. And um, I know, like I said, hey, I'm not going to knock you. You can watch it. You can do whatever. But I know for those of you who do it or are thinking about doing it, uh, you're almost better off doing like some type of pre-planned something on your family Fake members. Or, <laughs> huh? Yeah. Fake it. Be like, will you just show up at this place? Right. Something. <laughs> because next time someone may not be as lucky. Um, interesting study here, um, and this has to do with Generation uh, Z. Uh, <laughs> that sharing what? isn't always caring. A third of Americans <laughs> don't think that the bills should be split evenly if the bills didn't cost the same. About new research is found. A February survey of 2,000 U.S. adults explored things that will struggle with sharing and found that even with family members, just 26% are okay with sharing personal information like passwords and text messages. When it comes to their partner, people reveal that they are likely to share things like clothing, 50%, and money, 57%, 
but the same doesn't always go for food. Two in three respondents in a relationship said that when sitting down for a meal with their partner, what's theirs is theirs, and they won't share. With millennials, the largest demographic sharing this anti-sharing sentiment at 74%. Conducted by one poll in conjunction with Fogo the Child, the survey also found that people aren't willing to let just anyone pick off their plate. A fifth of respondents even said that they'd have to know someone for at least six months before they feel comfortable sharing food. <laughs> oh, don't come to a dinner with me and my buddies. <laughs> and with eating out, I don't think we're mili- Wait, when do the? I I I don't know when the generations happen. Uh, I don't want the Gen Xer. I think so. Ge- Generation Z, uh, just to because uh, now I will actually. Uh, I will clear that. And actually, you know what? This is what I hate about live radio because as I'm putting this stuff in. Uh, <laughs> I'll Google it. I'll Google it. I got you. I got you Google you. that while I, while I finish this. So when eating out with others, 48% of Americans said that someone has tried taking something off their plate without asking, but the same number are guilty of doing the same thing. 65% uh, even said that if someone asked them to try their food. <laughs> I, I love this. Um when, uh, so when uh, the 65% um, wanted to uh, talk about that, uh, they, I know they said that they would not do it. I'm one of those people, too. I'm, I'm not going to do it. Sorry. Um, but also in that one, um, they said that they immediately think about not inviting them out the next time as well. Similarly, 46% would consider it a deal breaker if they were on a first date with someone who asked to try their food especially Generation Z, 63%, who see this as a major red flag. Seven in ten admitted that ultimately they reluctantly say yes to requests to share food because they don't know how to say no. Uh, when you're enjoying a great meal, it's only natural that you don't want to share a bite, even with your closest friends and family, said Barry McGowan, who is CEO of Fogo de Chao. Uh, during uh, or dining out should bring people together to bend uh, over the discovery of trying new and delicious foods and shared experience without needing to share plates. And while main courses are typically off-limits, 63% of people always or often order shareable items for the table when eating out. Uh, When sharing with others, people enjoy the benefit of being able to try different foods, 35%, and not having to commit to one menu item, 19%. Uh, This goes on and on, but however, those surveyed noted that there are rules about food-sharing etiquette. Uh, 57% (laughs) thought that. Like sticking, a, uh, like sticking a piece on the other person's fork, 23%, or passing it on a separate plate, 22%. And the rules for trading are completely different. Half of the respondents have ended up trading their entire meals with someone because they like their food better at 49%. Um, uh, you know, I think of the episode of Friends where Joey went out on a date. And for those of you out there who are friends with addicts, you know where I'm going with this, where uh, Joey uh, did not want to share his food, or as he said, Joey doesn't share food. But the next time around, when it came time, when he went back out on the date again to order dessert, the slice of cake, uh, his date got the last of the, I think it was a chocolate raspberry tort, 
and he really wanted it. And she had to leave the table. And she told him, because of how he was the last time, not to touch her chocolate tort. And, of course, knowing Joey, when she came back, uh, he was like, I have no shame. Yeah, he ate the whole thing. (laughs) But how do you feel about sharing and caring, and did you find out about Generation Z? (laughs) Okay, so let's... Let's start with the generational stuff. I This is not me. I just Googled, and this is what came up. I don't necessarily agree with all of it, but uh, this is a good basis. So boomers are from 46 to 64. Gen X mm-hmm. are 65 to 79. Millennials are 80 to 94. Gen Z is 95 to 12. And then now we're in Gen Alpha, which is anybody that was born after 2013. Um, with that being said, I knew I was a Gen Xer regardless, like all of the different things put me in a Gen X. Um, sometimes I'm at the tail end, like the cutoff and sometimes I'm dead set in the middle. Um, but, uh, okay. My group of friends has, uh, we'll go with our, my game. We'll go with my game night crew. Game night crew, we go out every so often, um, mostly for birthdays, um, and have, uh, you know, the person that's birthday, they pick the restaurant, we try something new, and we all go. Um, Otherwise, it's like a monthly get-together, we play board games, bring food, etc. Food is a big deal for us, food and drink. This didn't cover drinks, and sometimes this is going to be, like, gross for some people. My group of... (laughs) My game night crew group has a boomer, at least one Gen Xer, two, at least two Gen Xers, and two Gen Z, or two millennials in our group. And then sometimes we also have some Gen Z people come with us, like kiddo. Um, so we have a, a wide range of age groups. Mm-hmm. We share plates. We share food items. We often go, oh, my God, this is good. You should try it and, like, hold the plate out to someone. The dish gets passed around the table. This also happens with alcoholic beverages. Now, we do all say, like, if you're going to drink the alcoholic beverage, it's not like lip on the glass kind of thing. It's you use your own straw. But still, you're swapping spit. I I don't care what you say. There's no way of doing it nicely. But we all, but we as a group are that way. We offer it up. We offer it. If we didn't want to offer it, we keep it to ourselves. Like there's been a couple of times when we've gone out and I'm like, oh, my God, this is so good. And then I've got one of my besties going, really? And looking at me and like, oh, no, mine. Y'all can order your own. (laughs) Go away. Um, There's been a couple of times that that has happened, but we offer it up. I am – okay with sharing my my meal as long as I offer it. Um, I will stab you with my fork if you take your fork and try to get something off of my plate without me saying, here, you should try this. Right. That's where we leave it. Um, but I don't have a problem with sharing. A lot of people do. A lot of people do. But nobody in our group has that, so I, I don't know what that means. Either we have a very open group or it's just because we've known each other. Man, I hate to say I this. I don't know. To say this. But I'm kind of in the <laughs> – I guess it depends on the mood that I'm in, but 
I don't like mm-hmm. to share. Um, <laughs> There's nothing like, wrong with I'll, it. Here's the best part of this whole thing. I don't care. You don't want to share with me? No. That looks really good. Yeah, it like, really is. I'll offer it if That's I the think end of it's the conversation. Right. I'll offer it if I think it's something that you should try. But even then, I'm like, hey, bring your own knife and fork on over. Get a piece. Mm-hmm. That will be the only thing you probably have because I'm going to be eating the rest. <laughs> mm-hmm. And even then, please know the rules and etiquette of not cutting the half of it. You know, you get like your little small part and your portion just to taste test it and then go away. It will be okay. <laughs> I'm not going to share. Um, right. You know, slice of pizza. No, I'm not going to share. Uh, cheese fries. I'm not going to share. Uh, Wingstop, unless we're ordering like a 30-piece, we're splitting it in half. But no, I'm not going to share. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, but if you go just, to a restaurant that does like the tapas, the sharing plates, like they serve you family style. Yeah, I cringe at those. I mean, that's why I probably don't go to those that often. <laughs> See, I love I mean, family I style restaurants. With, like, big dishes in the middle, and you scoop out the portions you like on well, your that, plate? that I get, because it's like a buffet. You know, at that point, it's like a buffet. But, like, on my own plate, my own stuff, I got I to, gotta, uh, I got to really like you, man, to, like, <laughs> just, like, automatically start sharing stuff. Like, if you're just, like, a stranger that I don't know, and we don't get along like that, hell no. I mean, at that point, I'm keeping my own food. If you like it, I'll give you. I'll gladly give you a sample size. But at that point, order your own. Um, I because when I get food, it's because I wanted it and I have a taste for it. And even to like give a little bit of it away when I have an expectation of what I have, it's almost like McDonald's fries. If you give a few away, you already had that expectation expectation of that large fry and the fulfillingness of it all. And if somebody comes along and wants like a portion of your fries, now I'm going to be like, well, now I'm not going to get my fill of what I was expecting. If that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like, okay, so this is, again, I'm going to go back to like, because these are the people that I go to dinner with most often. It's that or, you know, my, my UK buddies. And uh, my UK, my UK pal, we we share. That's you know, it's, you order and you share. Um, that's a different situation. But my date night crew, when we go out to dinner, we often talk about what we're going to order first, so that if mm-hmm. a couple of us are ordering the same thing, we might. But we're all thinking about, well, I wanted to try that. Well, yeah, I wanted to try that too, but I don't want to like fully commit. One of us will order that octopus. One person's going to order burnt octopus. The other person is like, I really wanted to try that, but I also didn't want to like commit to it. So what else were you thinking about? And I was like, oh, chicken fingers. We had chicken fingers and burnt octopus. One gets one, one gets the other, and we kind of swap. But we also don't eat first. We like portion it out and then swap it out before we start eating. Does that make sense? Right. So we get two meals in one. But these are people I know. So I I don't mind sharing. Yeah, I don't know about friend. sharing is caring. I don't mind sharing. 
Well, along your friends, and you guys have known each other for a minute, I get that. I totally get that because it's Sherry. But if it's like if I'm with strangers, though, or if we're just going out on a date for the first time, no. <laughs> it's kind of like a waiting period before you start asking for stuff like that, you know? That was so grumpy. I thought I was going to be grumpy. No. <laughs> no. All I'm saying is that if we're out on the first date and i got to share something with you, I'm, get, uh, I'm expecting something in return. <laughs> yes, I'm getting a piece saucy. of your dessert at the end. <laughs> Somebody saucy. <laughs> food, food, man. I get very emotional when it comes to food because at that point, you know, if I like a good, because it's not like I don't get like attached to like too many things. Like there are things, especially if I haven't had it in a minute. Or if it's hard to come by because it's probably in another region where I can't get to it. You know, if I'm going out west and I'm having an In-N-Out burger, probably not going to share it with you. Uh, (laughs) Or if I'm going to my favorite breakfast spot and I'm having something that I haven't had in a while, probably not going to share it with you. Now, other days, if you catch me on a good day, I might. I might actually share it with you. Yeah, I'm cool about that. But ask, please. Just on the suit. Yeah, now don't, that's like, the thing. If I yeah. offer it up, that's one thing. If you're asking me for it, I might say, mm, if I'm not in the mood. But the conversation of that looks good, and I go, yeah, it does. It's really good. And nothing else comes after that. Don't be reaching over with your fork. <laughs> like, that's right. the end of the conversation. You, yes, you it's will good. Come back no, you can't probably. Have it bleeding or missing a nub as they say yes you can come back with a nubbin <laughs> pretty much i did not think that we would get that emotional about food and talking about this for this long but we'll move on to the next subject because it actually does have to do with more food because this is easter weekend and americans as we all know have their easter candy preferences And in a new report, Instacart detailed which places prefer Reese's peanut butter eggs, Cadbury cream eggs, the Starburst, Easter jelly beans, and more. Um, Pretty much for you folks out there, and you know who you are, across the U.S., these holidays typically entail spending time with your loved ones, celebrating religious traditions, and, of course, eating delicious food. But in anticipation of Easter Sunday, as we said, Instacart released a report detailing Americans' sweet treat preferences for the holiday. Uh, From coast to coast, Americans share a deep and abiding love for the timeless duo of chocolate and peanut butter. Uh, As Easter approaches, it's no surprise that the iconic Reese's peanut butter eggs pretty much uh, topped the list as the top Easter candy. And... uh, Overall, no less than 30 states as the top candy delivered last year and the number two candy in 2021. Uh, it uh, dominated Easter again this year. Uh, Instacart also made a list of candies whose sales grew by at least 50% on its online grocery platform in the two weeks leading up to the 2022 holiday. Compare it with the preceding two weeks. Uh, after Reese's Peanut Butter Eggs, there was a tie 
for which treat led in the second highest number of states. That would be the Starburst Easter jelly beans, Hershey's milk chocolate, and Reese's peanut butter cups were each top pick in five states. Next were Kinder Joy chocolate candy eggs in three states and Cadbury cream eggs in two. Um, I will give you the entire top ten list here. The top ten list of America's favorite Easter candies. At number ten were the Brock's Jellybird eggs. At number nine were M&M's Easter milk chocolate candy. You want to take a guess at what landed at number eight? Um, <clears throat> Peeps. It would have to yes. be Peeps. Peeps yellow marshmallow chicks landed at number eight. At number seven, Hershey's Kisses. At number uh, six, Hershey's Milk Chocolate Candy Eggs. At number five, the Cadbury. At number four, the Lent Hollow Milk Chocolate Bunny, because you have to have Easter with the chocolate bunny. Uh, at number mm-hmm. three, the Starbucks. Okay, bite Easter, off. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Easter Jelly Beans. And number two, the Kinder Chocolate Candy Egg with the surprise toy inside. And, of course, at number one, the Reese's Peanut Butter Eggs. Apparently, you can't have the uh, the the surprise toy inside in the U.S. because uh, like kids will uh, eat the toy without thinking about it because you know U.S. we just stuff everything into our mouth completely without thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I get that. That's what you said. <laughs> That's not too surprising. Sad, but not too surprising. <laughs> um, we. Uh, we'll take a look now at some of the things that are trending here. Uh, tonight, SmackDown is trending. Um, of course, it's the first SmackDown after WrestleMania. Uh, at number two, the Dallas, Dallas Mavericks are trending because they have been officially eliminated from playoff contention after tonight's loss to the Chicago Bulls. Uh, it was the Bulls that <laughs> took the... Uh, them out. Uh, OP Live is on Patrol Live is trending as well. Um, University of Oklahoma is trending, not in a good way tonight. Uh, reading here that there's an active shooter with multiple shots fired at the University of Oklahoma. Uh, the campus is currently on lockdown, and once again, here we are with another story of an active shooter. Um, at a university and currently multiple law enforcement and other agencies are rushing at Oklahoma University of Norman, Oklahoma uh, due to those reports. Um, and I'm kind of looking here for any other late stories from here. Uh, they are saying that there are reports, unfortunately, of multiple victims. But of course, as we know, when these things come out, uh, there are so many different stories uh, until you actually get uh the real story here. Uh, let's hope that uh, there are no fatalities, uh, but there are reports of some injuries here. Um, so that is another thing that is uh, going on tonight in which uh, is trending. Uh, also trending tonight, um, well, one of the things that was actually trending earlier, uh, of course, along with Easter weekend, uh, that is trending. 
Um, and then, of course, some things for the holiday season, uh, which are trending as well. But, of course, that story uh, tonight, uh, which is breaking, um, of course, we're keeping an eye on that. So those are a few of the things trending out tonight. Uh, of course, you can always check out wherever you get your news uh, for the latest on anything that is happening uh, in the world. So uh, with that, um, there was another story uh, that we had here for a few weeks. I didn't get a chance to get to it because we haven't been with you. Um, And I know that for a lot of you wordsmiths out there, uh, one of your things that you probably uh, look to uh, is the dictionary, Um, which, you know, in this world now, a lot of us use a lot of different uh, words or uh, phrases, Dictionary.com added over 300 new words uh, recently. And I will tell you, times have changed because some of the popular additions to Dictionary.com included the words hellscape, petfluencer, woke, deadass. <laughs> oh, my God. understand what I'm saying. Uh, also, um, the <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm just going to leave it all out there. But I will tell you, uh, the most interesting one was the fact that the dictionary now uh, added the word "deadass," <laughs> I just, which means, um... which means genuinely, sincerely, or truly, in fact. So then use those words, generally, sincerely, truly. Those words work, too. Why? Uh, I don't mind slang. Don't get me wrong. I don't mind slang. Um, somebody called that one of their coworkers a flag. I didn't realize what it was. Finally, they told me. I was like, oh, I don't mind that as, fla- as slang because it covers up how what it means, and there are much more colorful words that you can use to say the same thing that may not go over as well. So I don't mind slang, but just, oh, just, the word is slang. Why is it in the dictionary? <laughs> I don't know. Also in there is cakeism. It is the false belief that one can enjoy the benefits of two choices that are in fact Mutually exclusive or have it both ways. Oh, Times have changed, man. I, I will tell you that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there was changed. a time when my dad, my dad, who is a boomer, so you could say that all you want about him being a boomer. There was a time when my dad would say, when I would struggle with the word that I'm looking for, and I've said this out loud recently, what's the word I'm looking for? And I'm, like, thinking through what I need and, like, the definition of it and trying to find the correct word that conveys the idea that I'm trying to convey. And my dad would say, if you don't know the word that you're looking for, look it up in the dictionary. Now if I look it up in the dictionary, the word I'm looking for is deadass. That's not appropriate. <laughs> yeah. 
That's what you're looking for. I don't care what you say. That's never appropriate in a professional setting. And I usually try to speak as though the person across from me is either going to help me move my career forward, help me with my lifestyle, or be part of my life, be part of my inner circle, be my friend in such a way that I'm going to be able to go back and forth with them. I don't speak with my friends and say, dead ass. Now, I do say other words. But you know, but I've also heard, in the dictionary, so I'm all right. <laughs> but I've heard the words used among a lot of younger people now who use that. And, un, well, I was going to say, this goes to show how the times have changed. I mean, but that is now part of vernacular. I really, really hope when uh, you young folks go on a job interview that you're not using that word. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is kind of like the, the new age thing now of what people are using. So um, <laughs> welcome, welcome to 2023. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> um, but here's what we're going to do. Um, We've got a few minutes, so tonight we'll actually give you guys a treat. Uh, we had promised it for the last couple of weeks, so we'll do our After Dark. So before we even do After Dark, uh, we'll take care of a few things uh, here first. I will tell you that the uh, that in doing this, <laughs> of course, as always, uh, is intended for mature audiences only. Um, so if you have little ones that you don't want to have um, or have heard anything that we're gonna about, about to talk about next, um, either put your headphones on, you can listen to us, sit them out of the room, or sit in the bed. It's a little late anyway here on the Eastern uh, <laughs> Central Time Zones. So go ahead and do that. And while you do that, I have one more additional retro moment of the week for you this week. Uh, so we'll take care of that. And then when we come back, we'll do our after dark. So let's do that. And we'll be right back. Many years ago, this was our town, USA. Our family and neighbors lived in the most beautiful land that man would ever see. One day, some uh, tourists stopped by on their way west. They were as excited about our beautiful location as we were. A little too excited. In fact, they were thoughtless and wasteful. They just didn't seem to know the rules about living in the forest. Before long, it happened. A wildfire destroying everything in its path. And within a few minutes, our beautiful home was gone. A hundred years have passed. Times have changed. But some people haven't. Their carelessness still causes more than 90,000 forest fires every year. Remember, only you can prevent forest fires. Thank you, Smokey. <laughs> <laughs> So, so if we're going out this weekend, remember only you can prevent those forest fires from happening. Um, but after dark time, we haven't done this in a minute. Uh, for those of you, it usually can either consist 
of a topic or quite a few topics, but more or less for the adults um, in the room. But uh, tonight there were a couple of stories. We actually had a few, but I'm actually going to kind of pare it down for time's sake. Uh, But this from the New York Post, Uh, single people who've been ghosted or sent unsolicited nude photo, you're not alone. A new poll revealed that nearly half of the single people asked have been victims of nasty dating etiquette. Um, The dating app, which is called uh, Plenty of Fish, created a survey along with the dating guide in partnership with life coach Michelle Elman to help single people avoid undesirable dating behaviors and engineer more positive experiences. She says that helping daters understand and navigate different behaviors on their dating journey is something I'm really passionate about, which is why she partnered with Plenty of Fish to create the Desirable Dating Guide. The guide highlights some of the negative behaviors and experiences that can occur in the dating world, while also shining a light on how singles can enact some positive change. So according to the survey, which sampled nearly 4,000 British singles, 48% of respondents said that they received unsolicited nude photos from a match or date, with 45% of the 48% revealing that it made them feel disgusted. (laughs) Sending unsolicited nudes is an aspect of dating that really must change, said Elman. Women in particular often worry that they will be judged for not being receptive to such requests, and this creates a pressured environment. The survey started or stated that the average app user usually receives an average of five unsolicited nude images during their dating history. Another hot topic in the dating survey is ghosting, the act of subtly disappearing without warning. The survey found that 43% of daters have been ghosted and 40% have been stood up for a date. Bad dating behaviors are pushing more people to use discernment uh, uh, when considering whether they should meet up in real life. In an effort to make their dating life a more positive experience, nearly 46% of people surveyed said they are now trusting their gut and ending the conversation if there are any doubts about their match. Not all dating experiences are negative ones. Over half of the respondents, 69%, yes, I, I know, I know, I said it. They claim <laughs> that they want dating apps to continue to promote positive behaviors between members. Singles are also focused on how their dating profiles reflect their personality. Nearly 44% of people surveyed said that they attempt to portray themselves the true and authentic way they strive to make their profile as accurate as possible. A whopping 82% of respondents claim that self-improvement, working out, more sleeping, spending less time online, has led them to greater self-awareness and success while dating. Um, And since safety is a concern when meeting strangers online, Plenty of Fish recently released a new feature called Share My Date, where users can share important details of their date and whereabouts with a trusted contact. Um, so, first of all, I've never got unsolicited nudes. Nobody's ever sent me anything. Uh, <laughs> no comment. Huh? No comment. <laughs> Um, oh, we're all family here. Yes, I've received unsolicited. I actually. <laughs> I, I would think that happens more oh, no, with days. women than it does with guys. Um, 
Yeah, I'll go with you probably right on that one. <laughs> so, yeah, I think they probably should have straightened I that actually one out. Had but, a, I had a, there was a time when I was on dating apps, and it wasn't that long ago. Um, actually, two, three years ago, um, I was on dating apps. And, yes, it was more than one um, <clears throat> because I had come to a point in my life where I was, ready to be in the dating world again and you know it's been a long time and then COVID um with that being said I did get unsolicited photos sometimes it was not you know it was benign and other times it was like whoa hello hi didn't need to see that yet um but for some of them it was well I sent you mine and it was a tit for tat kind of thing is bad bad grammar there um but it was a quid pro quo and i've just i had a i uh i i I created uh a response that seemed to weed out the jerks from the ones that had at least a sense of humor about it um and i would send them a picture of my ass but it was not of my behind it was a picture of a donkey that was laughing and had lipstick and um, mascara and fake lashes on it. And it was great because I'd send that and be like, I sent you a picture of my ass. And it was wonderful and it weeded out a lot of people. I have been ghosted. That that sucks. Um, but as you mature, you kind of, that's going to happen. I mean, you're going to go on one date and it doesn't work or you're not. And now sometimes you're going to not get to the date because you start talking. You're like, yeah, you can't even use your, you say irregardless. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. um, Yeah. There you go, fam. That's what about me. So I kind of understand. There is an etiquette there. There absolutely is. Um, and it is. Part, it does feel like a lot of pressure. There are people out there that are, hey, if I send you this, then that means you have to send me that. Or, hey, I responded to your, um, your profile, and you should send me pictures. And if you don't send me pictures, you're a, you're a, you're a tease, you're a, you're a bitch, you're a pick word, any word. I've been called a few names. Um, and it's good to know that people still have faith in it. But you got to keep your head about yourself. But then you have to keep your head about yourself if you're dating, period. Mm. You know, this is just online now. I am uh, – so, I mean, know about these apps, but I mean, but you can put as many or up to a few pictures online. Um, mm-hmm. What – more <laughs> do people want I, I'm, I'm not naive about oh, it. Oh, they want the but, stuff that most people can't see on Google. <laughs> <laughs> That's what more they want. They want they want they want to see you like you were just born. <laughs> I I I okay. But I would think that wouldn't that come along no after a period of dating, if you play your cards right. Um, because to me, if you're looking to, I don't uh, I don't know. Because uh, also, too, 
they probably should just come up with a site in which, hey, I'm not here for all of that. <laughs> let's just, they do. You know, it's Tinder. Just... <laughs> <laughs> they have one. Is that Madison really one. Is for? What is that Madison one? Oh, the Ashley Madison one? There you go, Ashley. I kept saying Dolly Madison. I'm like, Dolly that's not Madison. right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good cupcakes. Huh? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> nobody would get that. In <laughs> they used to eat Dolly oh, Madison. That was embarrassing. Yes. <laughs> but, that yes. Um, yeah, I don't – I mean, I would think – and I'm not, I'm not familiar with Tinder, but – there's got to be some site where mutuals are pretty much like, this is what I'm here for. Let's cut to the chase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you send me yes. some, I send you some. Or, Absolutely. Uh, and we're good to go. Uh, yep. That way, I think it like we, it pretty much takes the weeds out of the pure dating pool, and then that way you know what you're getting into. Uh, I don't know. The problem with that is that you either get people that are catfishing because they just want pictures, or they're not the people that you are looking for, in, in air quotes, and I'm doing in air quotes. Um, <clears throat> some of the people that you're looking for, you know, you want, how's it go? You want a freak in the sheets? No. Uh, you want a lady in the street but a freak in the bed? Is that how the lyrics go? They're looking I'll, for that person. I'll give that you part of that. <laughs> I, I, I know I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong. Um, because I didn't think about it before we started talking. I would have it right <laughs> if it was correct, if I had to. Anyway, um, they're looking for that, that, that strong, confident, whoever, whatever, lady, man, non-binary person mm-hmm. that they could take out and be in public with. And then they want raunchy naughty in the bedroom. But they also are not, (laughs) don't take this wrong, people, but they're not patient. They don't want to put in the time and the work to get to the point where you could start exchanging those pictures and not have any problems. There's, There's effort that needs to be had for that, and they want to bypass that completely. There are dating sites. And I use dating loosely in this in this instance. There are dating sites that are, I am, this is what I'm into. I like this. I like this. I like this. And this is what this is. This is my favorite position. And this is my favorite body feature. And this is what I'm looking for. And it's rapid fire. And that's what it is. Um, absolutely exist. They absolutely exist out there. Well, we'll know what some people will be doing on National Banana Day later this month. Um, <laughs> when they hang out. They're hanging yeah. out with their bananas. They're hanging out on National Banana Day. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there was another story here um, from the New York Post. And thanks in part to, I think I'm giving our friends over in the U.K. quite a bit of uh, of. Uh, so airtime here tonight because this one it says uh men are nearly twice as likely really men are, uh, <laughs> men are nearly twice as likely as women to have been unfaithful and may admit to being confused about their sexuality when watching porn a modern lover survey by british gq has revealed 
So <laughs> I'll explain. Published on Wednesday, the magazine quizzed 600 people between the ages of 16 to 44 and uncovered some grim revelations about the reality of dating and relationships. Among the shocking survey confessions, 60% of men admitted to having an affair, while only 32% of women said that they did the same. You liars. However, the day we are liars. Age... <laughs> so it is not 32%. I know that number is higher. <laughs> However, in the day and age of widespread tech usage, the definition of infidelity appeared 37% of men claim that interacting or merely following people on social media could, quote, constitute cheating. And 32% of women agreed. Perhaps their suspicions aren't unfounded. 21% of men in monogamous relationships admitted to continuous use of dating apps. They were also three times more likely than women to keep an ex-fling's nude photos post-breakup. Uh, while men were more likely to stray, they didn't want their women to have a colorful bedroom history. A full 61% of males said body count does matter, claiming, quote, more than 10 sexual partners were too many, while 12% said it was a turnoff if someone had more than one past partner. In comparison, women weren't concerned about body count unless it was, quote, more than 25 Admitted rejection of sex, drugs, and booze by Gen Z, it's no surprise that younger respondents cared more about past partners than older people who were surveyed. Of responders aged 16 to 24, 71% said body count mattered, a higher percentage than those aged between 25 to 44. Meanwhile, smartphones have left many young adults preferring digital intimacy over real-life relationships, and the survey results show many young men are hooked on porn. A sizable 61% said they tune into X-rated content regularly in comparison with just 22% of women. You liars. I've seen all of you. <laughs> and there's more women sometimes than outnumbered guys. Uh, one quarter I'm of men watch. I'm going to tell you, 61% is low, too. I don't give a <laughs> shit. No, no. What I'm do talking you say? About 61% is low. I'm th- well, yeah, 61% probably is low. <laughs> and I think if we were playing card sharks back in the day when you would need it like percentages, both numbers are low. There's some people lying. Yes. One quarter of men watch porn every two to three days, while 14% say that they watch every day. However, the consumption of frisky films doesn't necessarily elicit a pleasurable response. More than half of male porn uh, perusers said that it made them more self-conscious about their own performance and body Meanwhile, a staggering 30% of men admitted that porn left them confused about their sexual preferences. And while experts claim that the raunchy clips have negative impacts on relationships, other studies beg to differ, suggesting that it could be even uh, educational. Given the prevalence of porn and the popularity of OnlyFans, it's perhaps unsurprising that 47% of men say they'd be content in a relationship with little to no sex. <laughs> you liars. They listed friends and family exercise and making money is more important than getting hot and heavy. What are UK doing? Uh, <laughs> the survey showed that many men wouldn't swear off non-monogamy. And according to the survey, nearly half of the men said that they would consider an open relationship, while 12% said that they are already in one, and 9% admitted to being in a uh, polyamorous relationship. The results reflect the rise of the popularity of 
of that, especially among younger generations. Elsewhere, the GQ survey also quizzed men and women about their use of dating apps. A startling 70% of men admitted that they have lied about themselves on apps, altering their age, occupation, and height in order to appear more impressive. Uh, But the survey results didn't paint men in a completely poor light. A majority, 61% of male respondents, said that they have a better understanding of consent following the Me Too movement. Meanwhile, 29% of men said that they would consider child uh, rearing on their own as many single independent women opt to pursue their careers. The survey comes during a particularly trying time for singles, with many receiving unsolicited dudes, as we talked about earlier, messaging with AI bots and sliding into LinkedIn DMs in a frantic attempt to snag a foe. Good Lord, man. Even in LinkedIn DMs, now you know. <laughs> Thank you, Rick. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, with you to the UK people. Liars. <laughs> you know what it is? It's because they do everything on the metric system. Is that why the numbers are off? That's why the numbers are off. It's, it's all because it's the metric system. So add 32 <laughs> and add to that plus 2? Is that what you said? they got to multiply and then... There's a there's an add and then you have to divide that addition by a certain amount. Yeah, it's there's the conversion rate is wrong. That's why there's why well, the numbers are off. No, that's that's a very interesting. Well, there's only so many people on that island, right? <laughs> I, <laughs> At I some guess. point, they're gonna have to, you know. A lot of families do the whole second cousins thing, so why not? I'm finding it hard to believe that 47% of men in a relationship with little to no sex. No. Um, I think those 47% have just been beaten down. They They are in a sexless, little to no sex relationship and have just given up that there is nothing else out there for them. And therefore... That's what they got. <laughs> and then the body count thing, I think. The body, body count thing, count... actually. I don't know about the percentages, but I think that's true, that women are less concerned with body count unless they, unless they're a man whore. Sorry, we, it is after dark, so. But more than warning. 25? Um, that's a man whore. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> it's like guys can't win, though. But it's but it's like guys can't win because if a guy was with less than like five people, you would look at him twice and be like, hmm, only five? That's not a lot of experience. No, I would say you're a liar. That's <laughs> so, what I would but, say. But I wouldn't say I wouldn't if that was with, true. But there probably are guys who was been with their high school sweetheart and have been with them only probably for a long time and never with anybody else before that. Absolutely. And that's, that's not uh, like if you, okay, I'm not going to say you. Um, if a person said, I have only been with five people and I lost my virginity at 24 and we're 40 years old, I'm okay with that. I, I'm okay. Let, let's, let's keep it very specific. I'm okay with it. You know, that kind of body count's fine for me. Um, If you said 10, that's fine for me. You know, like we're, you know, 20 years into 
technically. You could be more than that if you had, you know, you lost your virginity at a very young age. But, I mean, you got 20 years of adulting under your belt. And that, you know, you might have a few years where you were a man whore or a woman whore or whatever, you know, a, a they whore, a non-binary whore. Um <laughs> That all around horrors, <laughs> like I'm trying, I'm trying to be all inclusive. Um, but yeah, like I'm not, I'm not saying that that's. A, but if, but here's the but. Depending on, on the person, if the person comes up to me and says, "No, I've only been with five people," and you know they are acting like you know Mr. Suave, and are picking up people, and are picking up people, not just they're acting like Mr. Suave, but they're they're you know kind of Mr. Suave. I'd be like, yeah, you lie. You're a lying sack of poo, and I don't believe you. Um, but it is probable. That comes with trust along the But it is probable. But, but like I said, on both ends, I think it is where for – I mean, a lot of this is true. You know, I think for a lot of guys, because it, it all depends on age. You know, like it said, 25 to 44, a higher percentage, it didn't really kind of matter with older people because I think – we know about the eras that we've grown up in. We know that you probably have dated quite a few people in college, probably swept with quite a few people in college. Um, mm-hmm. and in your 20s, you probably lived a little. But it's like now these Gen Zers, it's like the minute that you're talking to one person, and if you went, in like you know, even like at 15, 16, if you were only with them for a few months, and then you go to somebody else, all of a sudden they're looking at you like you probably were with like 15 people. And, you know, I don't know if it is a sign of the times but or a maturity level, but a lot of older people in that 25 to 44 range are more mature to handle their partner's past than I think younger people would be. And I was just more shocked, though, at the discrepancy here of that. And like I said, I'm not going to lie, for a lot of guys, if a woman was probably with 25 guys and um, they probably would be like, Ooh, okay. What, you know, what's going on there? You know? And for women, I just find it kind of interesting that on the opposite corner of it all, women are kind of okay. As long as it's not past that number, um, that 25 to them for a guy is the norm. That they're okay with that. That's one And that they're not looking at it that way. But like I said, let's be honest, the less a guy has, the more either women are not going to believe it or they're going to think that something was wrong with the guy. It's kind of like the good credit. I think that that 25, that magic number, (laughs) has to do with if someone is, let's say you're 45 and you have sex the first time at sometime between 18 and 20. That's about one a year. That's one girlfriend a year. That's one boyfriend a year. That's one whatever a year. One lover a year. And, of course, there's going to be some years where you're just out there having a good time and there's one-night stands and there's other things that happen. So those numbers are going to get skewed, I guess would be a good word. I'm going to now play devil's advocate here. And you can be honest, for a lot of you women, if you looked at a guy averaging one person a year, 
aren't you in the back of your head silently judging why they couldn't stay in that relationship one person a year? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I'm not gonna even I'm not even no, this is not even being devil's advocate. Absolutely. If I can look at somebody and they're like, Yeah, I've had a new you know, I I've had a new person every year the first thing that's gonna go through my brain is, Oh, so in twelve months time I'm out? <laughs> See? If that I don't have, have it, and that happens, but I'm going to say the same thing to you. If a woman came up to you and said, you know what, I had, you know, however many lovers, and eh, six to nine months is every time I, you know, switch up. Well, I got to be six to nine months. <laughs> okay, Uh-oh. a year, every, around, between, uh, between 10 and 12 months, I kind of, just in the last few, I haven't found the right one, and after about a year, I kind of, Kick them to the curb. You'd be doing the same damn thing. No, uh, you're right. Because I would be like, well, if you get bored of me, then six to nine months. Ten months, yeah. Or ten months. You know, what's going to happen with me? So, you Mm -hmm. know, I know a lot of people say each case is different. and But when you do see that, you know, what happens in that aspect? I think both men and women, when you look at it at the end of the day, even though they're all saying, oh, it's okay. I think anything over even the smallest amounts could begin to probably raise your suspicion. And even then, I'm not even, it's not even in this type of situation, but also still being friends with, quote, said those exes are probably going to be even more of an issue for you. Um, why are you still friends with them? <laughs> right. Know? Yeah, so. I get that too because I'm still friends with a lot of my exes. <laughs> I'm friends with my ex-boyfriend. I'm not friends with my ex-husband, and I don't know if that means something. Um, but that's the truth because yeah. with the boyfriends, I hate saying boyfriends because we were old enough to be an adult. But whatever, Boy, the ex-boyfriends. They were not, although they were significant, they took up time. They were not like, you know, mm-hmm. five seconds and out the door. They, they were longer-term relationships and, you know, years. I think the shortest one was a year um, or two. Um, but even with those, I still do talk to them. Not every day, not like I go out, out of my way to talk to people. But it's like every so right. often, it's like, hey, happy birthday. I remember it's your birthday. Oh, hey, how's your kids? How's your wife? How's your, you know, how's your new job? Whatever the case may be. Um, I still talk to them. I still am what I consider friends with them. Because keep up with I, them. You know why I think that's easier than an ex in a marriage? Because with boyfriends or boy or, or girlfriends for for anybody, is that it at the end of the day is not a hurtful thing in which a lot of stuff was uh, what's the word I'm going to look for here? A lot of stuff wasn't committed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's different. I think when you get married, because you know you're committing your lives to each other. You are planting the seeds for a lot of things to happen together. And the minute that, I mean, we still hear of amicable marriages that, you know, uh, when they split. But a lot of the times mm-hmm. it's not going to be because there's that hurt because, hey, I committed 
you know, I gave up a lot of people to commit to you only for blank to happen. And mm-hmm. at that point, especially in a situation where trust is uh, burned, you know, yeah, there's not going to be a lot of, you know, you know, with an ex-spouse, it's different because so much went into it and you mm-hmm. devoted, you know, pretty much your uh, your life to that person only for it not to work. And I think it carries a lot of resentment, which for a lot of people it does. That's why, you know, we talked about earlier about that ex-spouse day. I don't know if, you know, at that point, if it was, you know, with ex-spouse day, I guess if you were on that verge where you're kind of friends, you're not friends, I guess you could do that. But when stuff happens in a marriage, there's no way that you could forever forgive a person unless the person that did the wrong or the majority of the wrong starts the healing process. And even then, in the back of your mind, you're always thinking about, you know, the reason you broke up and the fact together was ruined by someone's bad judgment, which is tough to do because that's always going to be there. You know, with ex-boyfriends and girlfriends, it's kind of like, ah, we were together for about a year. Nothing gained, nothing lost. We didn't have kids together. We didn't have a bank account together. We didn't have much together, you know. Mm-hmm. It just out. And if, you know, eventually down the line, if somebody did cheat on the other, you eventually get over it because you moved on. I think that's why those things can kind of be more, hey, you know, I'll talk to you once in a blue moon, than a spouse. That's what I, that's why I think that is. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that does still bother people. So it really is about if you're going to be in a relationship with someone, that you have to put in the work. And that involves knowing where the other person, like I'm not going to give up being friendly, being friendly with my ex-boyfriends that I've known since I was in high school. And so for 30 years I've known these people, you know, a lot of them. Uh, 20 years I've known a lot of them. And they're going to be, they're part of my history, but that's what they are. They are history. It's not like I'm going out and going, hey, how's it going? You miss being together. I know you do. We'll talk about memories. We'll talk about stories. We'll talk about, you know, current events, but that's it. Mm -hmm. But I also am, when I enter into a relationship, it's like I'm very upfront about it. By the way, I still talk to these people these people are part of my life. They're not going, and you can't stop me. And if that's right. going to bother you, then I'm not asking you to put in any more time or effort or work because I want you to be, I want you to be happy with your choice of person, but this is me. So if I'm your choice of person, you have to take all of it. You can't take bits and pieces. And not a lot of people do that anymore, and they need to. That's that's why people get hurt, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's exactly what happens, and you know, it's always interesting to hear these studies and to read these studies because they are, you know, <laughs> and I I kid. Uh, for my friends over in the UK, um, but it's, it's it's not too far from where we're at here in the states. 
Uh, I do believe that the numbers would probably be a little bit different here in you know, the U.S., uh, only because of, you know, I think with the relationship and you know, the body count, that probably uh, it might be somewhere along the same lines, but I think that when it comes to what guys want out of a relationship here, um, depends on the age group. I think that as you get older, those things such as, you know, family and um, stability, that does happen. Um, you still kind of like the sex part there. <laughs> um, I don't know who does it. I mean, that's part of – here's the thing. Lo- love and or – well, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, sex is not as important. It is a small pie to the total relationship because not to utilize it the same way, but love, I think, keeps us alive. When people aren't loved or feel loved, and I'm not saying in a sexual way, you know, um, when you aren't loved, you know, a part of you kind of dies a little bit because you're not loved, you know? Uh, if you feel a little bit of love, you feel a little bit special. And at that point, that's kind of something that keeps you going. You know, uh, if someone does an act of love or even, you know, uh, shows some sort of love, it doesn't have to be sex. But when they do those things, it's the thing that keeps us alive, which is why, you know, I always say so importantly uh, to, you know, in a way it's not literally, but love thy neighbor, you know, because it's what keeps all of us going and keeps us positive because when you know that someone loves you or if you know that someone even likes you, it doesn't have to necessarily be a love and lust, but like, you know, um, or, you know, because you can love your friends and you can love, you know, your girlfriend, your spouse differently. I hope you do. Um, But, you know, we stay alive with that. And, that's what keeps relationships alive. You didn't show some type of love. After a while, the relationship dies. You know, somebody once said that, you know, babies thrive not off, you know, they thrive off food, but what's the main thing that they thrive off of? Love. You know, that goes on into every portion of your life up until the day you leave here. Um, so, you know, at some point, exhibit some type of like and or love towards someone because you never know just where they may be at in their life if they're not feeling that they don't have it. In some ways, even going into this Easter weekend uh, and all of the importances and things of that is that we just give a little bit more love. So with that, the clock on the wall is telling us that our time is just about up. Uh, Did you have any shout outs this week? There is a birthday coming up. Um, so happy birthday, Ev. Uh, one of my closest, longest known people. There's only, I think, two other people that I've known longer. And so happy birthday to him. And that is it for this weekend. Happy Easter to the, all those who celebrate. Um, I hope that you have a great and safe weekend. And if you don't celebrate, happy weekend. You should celebrate, not Easter, but the weekend. Celebrate the weekend. Right. Well, the weather is supposed to be getting nicer uh, from what I understand. So I hope that all of you enjoy your holiday weekend. Next Friday night, 
I will tell you right now, <laughs> because it is baseball season now, uh, my beloved Chicago White Sox. But I do not know if I will be going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so keep your eyes and ears peeled. Um, we will probably be here next Friday night. Uh, we'll let you know. But I do know on the 21st, uh, we will not be here. Um, I will be seeing some of my wonderful friends uh, on that night. Uh, More on that when the time comes. But uh, if we don't see you between now and then, of course, as I always said, uh, you know, take care of yourselves, your neighbors, each other. Uh, Look out for each other. Love each other. And, um, yeah, let's just continue to do good because there's too much evil going on right now. There's too much negativity that's going on right now. I think we just need to stop and breathe and pretty much kind of get basics of relating to each other and not yelling at each other and not trying to one-up each other or thinking that you're better than each other. When you can do all of those things, I think you can open your eyes and see that everybody wants the same thing and pretty much we're all kind of probably in some ways alike than different. Um, So with that, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Of course, you can catch us here every Friday night, just about (laughs) 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central. You can hear all of the shows here on Blog Talk Radio as well as on Spotify and on iHeartRadio and on Apple. And, uh, yeah. Um, just relax this weekend. Enjoy the weather. Uh, I know another TV show says it all the time. I don't want to take away from their, uh, it's not trademark, but uh, they say take a little time to enjoy the view, take a little time to enjoy each other, and take a little time to just enjoy life. Because it's too short, and, you know, you want to enjoy it while you have it. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Have a great, great weekend, and thanks for listening. Well, friends, it's time once again to close that creaking door. Until next week at the same time, when we'll be back with a little hunk of horror. (laughs) You'll be sure to listen, won't you? Until next week, then. Good night. Pleasant dreams. for listening to page one don't forget to get the latest show info on twitter at news comment btr and add us as a podcast on apple iHeartRadio, spotify and other platforms where we can be found 